Hello, welcome to Code Talk, the podcast where we discuss building code and its impacts on residents and business owners right here in Fairfax County. You know, one of the most important forms of fire safety are fire sprinkler systems. You can find fire sprinkler systems in most buildings, but a majority of people are not aware of the code requirements and why they're so essential. To explain more about this, we have with us today Tim Schwarting. He's a building plan reviewer with the Office of the Fire Marshal. Tim, thanks for being with us on Code Talk. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Looking forward to this uh, discussion about uh, fire sprinkler systems, fire uh, uh, the code behind it and that type of thing. I think it's a pretty obvious question that we talk about why fire sprinkler systems are important, but I'll let you kind of start with maybe any statistics, any kind of facts, any kind of numbers that you may have to, to really kind of drive the, the point home to our listeners about the importance of the topic that we're talking about today. Uh, yes. In uh, Fairfax County uh, in 2018 alone, uh, there have been over uh, 36 people who have been saved from fire sprinklers uh, being installed in buildings and a property value of over $23 million. Wow. Uh, also, I'm uh, sorry, I'm, and you said that's in so far in 2018. In 2018, in Fairfax County alone. And I'll remind our listeners that we're recording this podcast toward the end of May, so you know we're only talking only five months. So right. that, that's a huge number. Yeah, and that last save was actually May 5th. Wow. Uh, of this month. Wow. Okay, and I'm sorry, go ahead. You had some other numbers or something you wanted to talk about. Yes, and also um, there was a study that was conducted um, by the Home Fire Sprinkler Coalition uh, over a period of 15 years in Prince George's County uh, from 1992 to 2007. Uh, and they recorded uh, in 245 sprinkler home fires, there were no deaths. Uh, and in the other fires, over 13,000 homes over 101 deaths, which it virtually guarantees that you will not die in a home protected by a fire mm. sprinkler system. So that study, again, the first stat you said homes that had fire sprinkler systems. Correct. But then the real damage was in that second stat where they didn't have fire sprinkler systems. Yes, sir. Yeah. Our, we're talking about homes here a little bit. I want to... I, before we get into kind of the the meat of uh, what we're talking about, fire sprinkler systems in homes are not that common, are they? I mean, I, I normally think of a fire sprinkler system in a building as opposed to a home. That is correct. Um, when we think of in the building code, when we think of residential use groups, we think of uh, hotels, Right. Uh, which fall right. into that category, which are all all sprinklered, um, and then we also have uh, apartments and condominiums, which are virtually all sprinklered, mm. also. Mm. Um, and so, when you uh, talk about commercial buildings, they are almost all sprinklered, uh, depending on uh, the size and right. use of right. those buildings. I think the statistics kind of answer this question, but I, I'm, I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, how how are fire sprinkler systems important in buildings? I, mean, I guess I guess the stats showed why, but... Right. Obviously, primarily, they save lives, yeah. uh, number one. Uh, they minimize damage uh, to the building. Uh, they do put out the fire in most cases. Mm. 
and they also lower insurance uh, premiums uh, for the building owner. That's true. That's true. Now, kind of talked about this a minute ago, but kind of hit it again and really kind of spell it out for me. When we're talking about fire sprinklers, fire sprinkler systems, where are they required? Yeah, they are required in high-rise buildings. Okay. Uh, If you're talking specifically about a restaurant, anything that's over 5,000 square feet, the sprinkler system is required. And virtually every other commercial building, it's required when it's 12,000 square feet or bigger. Hmm. Once you get to that threshold, every building has a sprinkler system. And then when you go back to residential, right. uh, um, virtually every residential building besides single-family homes are required to have okay. sprinkler systems. You mentioned some square footage. Um, what, what's the rationale behind that? Uh, the, the bigger the building, the the, the the more it's required, but, but I, I, as a layperson, I don't understand. So maybe, sure. so why, why is that? Uh, well, when you talk about residential, let's talk about hotels. Mm-hmm. We'll start there. Um, you have people who are unfamiliar with the building, mm-hmm. and they um, are sleeping. And so they're going to be required to have that sprinkler system. Sure. Um, when you're talking about an assembly, with like a restaurant, you um, have a much higher likelihood that there's going to be a bigger group of people there. Right. So you have more people, there's more chance for um, for for accidents and for sure. fires uh, in those uh, areas. And then also, um, once you get to the bigger buildings, you have people who are um, generally able to uh, get themselves out of the building safely in a, in a, in a quicker amount of time. Gotcha. Is a permit required, or I guess I should ask, when is a permit required for, for fire sprinklers? Yeah, any new building that qualifies, you know, based on those, uh, those comments, criteria, mentioned criteria earlier, we right. mentioned earlier. Um, and then if you modify um, hmm. your sprinkler system, um, you have to get a permit. Also, when you demo a sprinkler system out of an existing building, oh, okay. a permit is required okay. at that time also. At, at what stage or, or when do you need to submit the plans? And, and these go to the fire marshal's office. Uh, initially, the the plans come to the building department, Okay. Uh, and then they get their building permit. Okay. And then when I see the building plans, at that point, if they have moved walls or they have a new building, at that point, I will advise them that they are required to get a fire sprinkler permit okay. from the fire marshal's gotcha. office. Gotcha. Okay. So a multi-step uh, Correct. process here in this. Um, are fire sprinklers required to be tested? Yes. Um, testing and maintenance kind of go hand in hand. Okay. Okay. Um, sprinkler systems uh, generally are have a quarterly maintenance and testing program. Hmm, okay. Uh, NFPA 25 is the standard for uh, inspections, testing, and maintenance of fire sprinkler systems. Mm. And along with quarterly testing, there are there are also yearly tests that are done, as well as tests that happen every three and every five years. Okay. So, uh, dumb question on my part, when a fire sprinkler system is tested, does that mean that the sprinkler heads are actually going to be spewing water throughout the facility, or, or how is the how are they tested to not damage the building or the contents or whatever? Sure, that's a good question. Um, 
every sprinkler system has what's called an inspector's test that's built into the system. Mm-hmm. In a high-rise building, those inspector's tests are in the stairwell. Oh, okay. uh, and they are drained out the stairwell, gotcha. out the building. Gotcha. And then uh, in any other building, um, you would have an inspector's test probably at the most remote point from where the water actually comes into the building to supply the sprinkler system mm-hmm. at the most remote point. You'll have an inspector's test with a valve that you can open up and simulate the activation of a sprinkler head. Yeah. All right. Um, Another not knowing question on my part, Um, how do fire sprinklers actually activate? I mean, what causes them to to go off or start? Sure. Yeah. uh, uh, Fire sprinklers uh, are activated uh, by heat. Mm. Uh, And the heat range on a sprinkler head can be anywhere from 135 degrees in certain residential settings all the way up to north of 300 degrees. Mm. So when the actual temperature is met at that sprinkler head, you have uh, generally a glass bulb that will shatter. Mm. And at that point, the water uh, will hit the deflector and put the fire out uh, or a fusible link and that will melt. And then the the water at that point will hit the deflector and put the fire out. Interesting. So those temperature levels that you mentioned, is that also part of the uh, kind of the, the plans and the plan review to see which sprinkler system may be appropriate for certain locations? Yes, certainly. Um, you, you would have a 155 or 165 degree head in most office settings, uh, but when you get into a mechanical room or somewhere where they might have elevated temperatures, mm. you might move up to a high uh, temperature head uh, north of 200 degrees. Gotcha. The the water for the fire sprinkler system itself, is it just through the normal plumbing system or is it a separate system? Where, where does the water that, that feeds the, the sprinkler system come from? Yeah, we do have a, a separate line, an underground oh, okay. from, the, the, from the water main, from the street mm-hmm. that comes uh, directly to the sprinkler valve room um, that is dedicated to the sprinkler system. Okay, okay. Are there certain things, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I know very little about fire sprinklers. This is very interesting to me, but are there certain maybe misconceptions that people think they, they know about fire sprinklers, but they're, they're totally wrong? Yeah, there are endless amounts okay. of misconceptions. <laughs> um, uh, one is the one that most people see, the Hollywood fire sprinkler activation, is when there's a fire, every single sprinkler head goes off, oh. and that's not the case. Okay. Um, they're each rated to 155 you know, um, degrees or whatever uh, they're required in that area, so they go off one at a time hmm. um, when the uh, fire uh, gets to that temperature at okay. the sprinkler head. Makes sense. Um, uh, secondly, with the misconceptions uh, that they accidentally activate, um, and uh, studies have been done, and only about one in every 16 million sprinkler heads actually accidentally activates. Wow. Um, and the, the last thing, cost, and that's one of the big things that has been a, uh, a setback for um, Virginia to uh, uh, actually require sprinkler heads in single-family homes, mm-hmm. um, and is that is that their costs are prohibitive, hmm. and the cost for a single ha- a single-family home for a fire sprinkler system is about the same cost as it would be for the addition of hardwoods or granite countertops uh, in your house. Wow, uh, it's about a dollar thirty-five 
uh, $1.35 per square foot. Okay. Well, you know, in the grand scheme of things, your what I guess is your your major investment of your life, you know, it doesn't sound like a, a huge cost. Agreed. You know? Yeah. And and I must admit, though, in my in my time, I don't know that I've ever run in uh, when I was looking for a house to buy. I don't think I've ever seen a, a sprinkler system in in a home. Are they are they becoming more common, or something that you may see a little bit more nowadays? Uh, there are significantly more um, uh, systems being added voluntarily uh, to single family homes, yeah. um, mostly. Um, very large homes, hmm. you know, people with uh, extra, you know, right. money that they could uh, make that accommodation right. for their home. Right. Protect and kind of view it as an insurance policy, exactly. I guess. Yeah. Um, are, is a fire sprinkler a fire sprinkler? Are there, are, in other words, are, is it the same kind of contraption or are there, there are different types of fire sprinklers? Uh, there are. Um, usually it's the orientation that is different. Um, uh, we have pendant sprinklers, which are pointing down, and then they hit a deflector, and then there's like an umbrella-type mm. um, uh, kind of spray it of, right. the, of the actual okay. sprinkler system. We have upright heads, which do the exact same thing, except for in the opposite direction. The water goes up and hits the deflector hmm. and comes down. We okay. also have side walls, which are actually mounted on the walls. Oh, but they all hit a deflector primarily, um, and um, uh, that is, you know, pretty much the... The only difference right. between so are they kind of heads. Uh, I guess code requires them to be placed a certain amount apart so that when they hit these deflectors and it spreads out, then you have the other one that kind of maybe offers some overlap, so you have this nice pattern of yes, coverage. Exactly. Okay. Um, primarily, sprinkler heads um, are going to um, provide a, a pattern of uh, 15 by 15, 225 square feet. Okay. There are, are some that are as much as uh, 20 by 20 extended uh, throw sprinkler heads, but primarily they're never more than 225 right. square feet per right. head. Okay. Uh, we're talking with Tim Schwarting. He's a building plan reviewer with the Office of the uh, Fire Marshal, and we're talking about sprinkler systems and specifically as it relates to, to code, kind of get back to that a little bit. Uh, when we're talking about code, what 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 code are you kind of currently enforcing for fire sprinkler requirements? Well, the current 2012 Virginia Construction Code, which is what um, the state of Virginia is enforcing, references NFPA 13, which is the uh, installation of sprinkler systems. There are also uh, a residential and domestic version of mm. that NFPA 13. Mm. But we're enforcing currently the 2010 version of NFPA um, 13, and late later this year we'll be adopting the the new a, a newer version, which mm. will be the 2013 okay. version of NFPA right. 13. Okay. If folks, um, you know, homeowners, builders, contractors, you know, anyone needs more information. It's, it's you know, I'm sure anytime we're talking about code and those type of things, it's it's a little more complicated than just maybe, you know, meets the, the, the naked eye. Where can folks go to get more information? A website? Is there a telephone number? Where can, where can folks learn more about fire sprinklers? Yeah, you can uh, uh, reach uh, us at the Office of the Fire Marshal at 703-246-4821 and also at uh, fairfaxcounty.gov, and then if you put in the search engine 
uh, fire marshal's office, uh, you'll be uh, set there for the link to mm. the fire marshal's office. Okay, okay. Fascinating conversation. I didn't realize, you know, it's one of those things that you you kind of know they're there and you see them. Maybe you don't really think about them, you know, the fire sprinkler systems until, until you need them. Exactly. Yeah. Final thought from you, anything I haven't asked, any any final word of uh, about what you do and fire sprinkler systems, that type of thing? I think we've covered everything. Okay. Sounds great. Tim Schwarting with us. Again, he's the building plan reviewer with the Office of the Fire Marshal. We've been talking about uh, fire sprinkler systems and why they are so important. Again, if you want to get uh, more information, you can reach out to the Fire Protection uh, Services Branch of Fire Marshal's Office, 703-246-4821. Or again, go to fairfaxcounty.gov and search uh, Fire Marshal. Uh, Tim, thanks. Thanks to you uh, folks for listening again. And if you want uh, more information or more news on a daily basis, you can go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash news. Again, the Code Talk podcast is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia government, and we thank you for listening.